Hello and welcome to another edition of Beer Breath Podcast. It is Friday, November 23rd. Happy birthday, Meg Wendling. On today's episode, we will talk about uh, the KU football's newest coaching hire, K-State's hopeful coaching hire soon. Um, Farmageddon's coming up. KU's run to derail uh, Texas chance at a Big 12 title and whatever else comes up. So get ready. Bunch of friends having a blast. Get ready for the beer bread podcast. I think you covered it all. We can probably just end it there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't know. This is all new to me. Hey, we're good to go. Okay. Let's get right into it. But before we do that... We got to start every show like we start every show and tap the keg. So, Trey, you want to get us started? Yeah. Uh, was, oh man, it was last weekend. Uh, I was helping Dom with a little woodworking, just some man shit, you know, just stuff men do uh, in his uh, basement. It was really exciting. But on the way uh, over from my place to his, I was following him. Um, and I was wa- it was a relatively nice day. Um, and there was a woman walking on the sidewalk. I don't feel great about this, but anyways, I was driving and uh, she was walking and it was like, it was like something you'd see on uh, security footage. Like it was like something would be in the America's Funniest Home videos. I just happened to look over her walking and watched her like clip. Um, like, you know, when sidewalks have like a little strip of concrete, where they let you leave, I think for like expanding in the winter and stuff. So yeah. that it doesn't crack. She clipped that with her foot and like went straight to her chest, like boom like just slapped the ground and i almost drove off the road because i was laughing so hard i broke i hit the brakes a little bit and looked back to like make she rolled over and got up and stuff but i was dying i tried to call dom he didn't answer but I, if he had answered i couldn't have even said what i was trying to tell him because i was laughing so hard have you guys ever ate shit in front of a crowd of people before oh, oh dude yeah. it's fucking embarrassing it is it's a word <laughs> it's I, don't think, I don't i can't remember a time where i've been that embarrassed like to trip in front of people like that I was when on, it's icy out you were just so embarrassed <laughs> i was i was walking on campus one day and like they have the like the little metal things go over the sidewalks for the drain covers or whatever and the sidewalk had uh, salt on it, but the metal thing didn't. And I didn't see it. And I hit that bitch, and I slipped and fell on my ass right in front of the busiest time of the damn day. See, mine was also on campus, but it wasn't walking. It was going up the stairs. And I went down to all fours going up the stairs, and there were people behind me. <laughs> and obviously, everybody's first reaction is like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? And your reaction has to be, yes, I'm fine, even if everything on you hurts. You have to say you're fine, <laughs> and then just keep walking. Because I like hit my knee like on the corner of the step, and I wasn't sure I could walk, but I got up and I walked it off like nothing was wrong. I have never experienced. I'm I'm yet to experience that. I've yet to experience a fall like that in public. <laughs> it's common now that you said. I that. know, and I was gonna ask Trey if he's received any bad karma from laughing at this lady. <laughs> no, I just re-, re like I relived a moment where the only thing that I guess I wasn't uh, extremely intoxicated, but um, I had driving around. <laughs> no, no, I had sp- oh. I parted 
parted ways in a bar with Hobie, and he was pretty drunk, and I was with some friends, and I was trying to find him, and I was like kind of walking around with a haste, and I hit like a like an elevated surface, and, and it was like the kind of bar where you can't walk, like shoulder to shoulder people. So I hit the lip and like speared like eight people and happened to knock over like four of the eight and then just like spun off of it and walked off like I didn't do anything because I didn't fall over. So I sort of made my ass out of myself in front of a bunch of people and I wasn't even like drunk enough to that be the excuse. I just missed the fact that there's a lip in the floor and just smoked like eight people. So, so I was embarrassed, but not because I fell, because I tackled everybody. Uh, two stories. Going back to the bad karma on making fun of somebody. Claire and I were at Target the other day, and she did that little thing where um, you just catch the toe of your shoe on the floor, and you just kind of <laughs> just, just trip forward. Yeah. You don't fall or anything. You just kind of you, you step too soon, and you fucking trip forward. And I laughed at her, obviously, because <laughs> why wouldn't you? I did it probably six times in Target that day. <laughs> the same fucking thing. And just kept catching the front of my f- right foot on the on the floor. And the thing is, every time you do that, you just look back at the floor. Yeah. Like, what oh, the hell is like, that? Somebody oh, needs to fix that like, high spot. Yeah. What the hell? Surely somebody's like, don't trip over that line. Yeah. <laughs> Second story. Um, I know that one individual that's listening to the podcast is itching for me to tell this uh, when we talk about falling in front of people because I know this is the first thing that came to his mind when he thought of me. So we were fucking... Ding dong ditching a house on Main Street, basically. It was so in Linden, the, there's loft apartment houses above the businesses, and we were ding dong ditching one of those. And we start <laughs> going around the buildings, around the liquor store, and I turn the corner, and there's just like fucking black ice. And I slipped. And fucking feet came out, flying out from under me. <laughs> My ankles are fucking chin high. I'm parallel with the ground and fall straight on my ass. Now, I was with my buddy, so it wasn't... I mean, I was probably embarrassed. It was stupid of me to do something that fucking ignorant. is just run around like that. But uh, I don't think... It, it wasn't like a crowd of people I didn't know. These are my buddies, so it's, it's kind of different. <laughs> so it's funny that you bring up that, like... I think it just, I cracked the fucking concrete is. It so hard. <laughs> so we were talking about, because uh, I get to go on like a work trip next year, and we were talking about all-inclusive resorts. And when we were in Cancun last year for Hobie's wedding, I don't know if you guys remember this. I faintly do. The first night, I turn up. Like, oh. I, I went all the way up. And they have those like things that you go, and like they, it's interactive on stage. I don't know if you guys remember this, but... They're like, I need some volunteers. And so, obviously, I'm super hammered. I raise my hand. Fuck yeah, I'm going up. Get on up here. So, I take off on a dead sprint. And, like, it's the beach. So, there's, like, sand all over. And it's, like, a little bit wet. And I'm, like, on the right side of the stage. And so, I'm, like, on a sprint. And I turn that corner. And my legs just, whoo. (laughs) And I just... Right onto the ground, and I pop back up faster than I ever have in my entire life. I'm like, now I have to stand on stage with all of these people just looking at me. I forgot I that it, happened. Holy I've had shoot. something similar, but it was on a bike, and most people probably heard this story. But I was coming back from a high school workout, and the hill down from Manhattan High on points is massive. So I would just... Like take my feet off the pedals and just go as fast as I could down the hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was doing that, and they were like these college kids on a jeep, and so I thought I was this cool high school kid. I just got done fucking lifting, and so I was like looking over at them, and we we're going like the same speed down the hill. And I saw that once I got to the bottom where I turn, 
the walk signals on, like his red light and the walk signal. So I tried to turn almost at full speed to go like cut off in front of him. And there was sand at the bottom of the hill and the back tire of my bike went out and I scraped. I'm pretty like the entire side of my right leg was completely (laughs) scraped off. There was skin all over the sidewalk. And those guys were obviously dying, which I would be too. So it's not like there was a, there was a time like a month, a month ago I took, I took Dawson's scooter to campus and I was being a badass weaving in and out in front of a whole bunch of people. And I kind of bunny hopped, kind of step bunny hopped off of a curb front wheel hit a fucking crack and it just spun oh, sideways and it baby. fucking flipped over and i was like doing that thing where you're running forward <laughs> leaning over but you're not falling you just look like a dumbass <laughs> and i did that right in front of people oh fuck it was funny Looked like a fucking cartoon out there <laughs> who else had to tap the keg or is that it i know phil wanted to go a little bit into a farming simulator That's fine, yes. all right phil nice <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything cool that's happened in the last week. Not really. Nothing. Um, Nothing in the last week, huh? No, not really. Uh, We did build a kennel mm-hmm. or a pen in our basement for the dog. That's what Trey was coming over when he saw that lady fall. Um, <laughs> so pretty simple. Just uh, two by fours and chicken wire. Making a little pen for him to chillax in so he's not in his little baby kennel all day. Have you found as many pokes in your hand as you thought you were gonna from that damn chicken wire? Yeah, my yeah. hands are. I got a little few of them. Yeah, look at my knuckle. Yeah, that was Philly. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought the uh, the setup went pretty well. Uh, got the pin set up. Tuesday is no Monday. We put Rudy in his pin, and Claire and I both went to work. And Claire's texting me the whole time. She's nervous. As all get out, like she can't stand the fact that Rudy's at home by himself, like not in his kennel. Like she's freaking out. He's got to get out. He's got to get out. And I said, no, like there's chicken wire around it. I don't think he's going to mess with it. He's cool. Uh, all this stuff. And I get a call at lunch uh, from Claire. And she says, hey, guess what? So what? She's like, guess who met me at the front door when I got home for lunch? And I was like, uh, I'm fucking hoping Rudy <laughs> yeah. at this point. I'm hoping the dog. Uh, and yeah, she said Rudy got out. Um, and yeah, he fucking basically just chewed through that side of the chicken wire that you told me was bad. Was bad. Yeah. Well, and I ignored him. So I pushed speaking, the washer against. Speaking it. of homemaking, DIYing something in chicken wire. So in Manhattan, you can have chickens in city limits. And so, as a kid, I was like, well, yeah, I want chicken. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Naturally. So, my dad and I went through all this work. We built this little, like, chicken thing out behind the garage. And you have to raise the chicks until they're big enough to go outside. So, we did that. We raised them inside. They were really annoying. So, finally, <laughs> the first night we put... I just had two of them. The first night we put them out there, both of them got killed by raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I never tried to have chickens again. <laughs> that was it for chickens. Who were we having the conversation with about the uh, fertilized eggs and the eggs that you get in the carton at the grocery store? Do you remember this? I don't think so. We were having a discussion, and somebody was freaking out because they had left their eggs in the fridge too long, and they thought that we were going to fucking hatch. 
I don't know who that was, but that's I don't remember sick. either, but we had this conversation. I think it was at the hunting. It had to have been at the hunting. Probably Somebody because there the were eggs. eggs are going to hatch it. There were eggs in there that had been in there for years, so that's probably why. I remember I had potatoes sitting in a sack above the fridge that were growing more fucking oh. potatoes. There's nothing worse than rotten potato smell either. Oh. They were trying to root through the goddamn walls. <laughs> oh. What about like what about like a tray of chicken? You like leave the chicken tray in the trash for a little bit? Oh, oh. dude. That's immediately to the trash can outside. How disgusting was the hunting? So bad. Oh my Dude, god! Looking back, I don't know how that plate, how we didn't, we didn't catch some disease from that fucking place. We might have. That's true. It's, it's sure, not, I haven't got a test. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I haven't got a question. test for just like an overarching <laughs> disease. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that place was fucking. How did we not have rats? We've talked about this before. How did we not have like mice or mice or, or rats, roaches or, or they weren't any fit, of that? Especially considering live. there was an inch between the door and the floor, and at least a half inch in between the window and the windowsill. That's how you know it was bad when rats. Or mice don't even want to live in there. They're like, oh hell. They're like, go in this place. So. Nope. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like we could Speaking go. of things in our house, we had a fucking bat in our house the other day. Bat in the house. <laughs> bat in the house. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little vampire bat in our kitchen. Was the screen door broke? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it came Pink through. Came through the, the, right? Came through the attics, and I don't know. I went home. I just got a picture, a uh, Snapchat of Harvey sitting there looking at the ceiling, and there's a goddamn bat up on the fucking wall. <laughs> Who got it out? It has Joe written all over it. Your, ha- no, your house is kind of crazy. I think bats might just spawn in your house, honestly. <laughs> they might. <laughs> they die and start over. Yeah. That's speaking like a respawn of- place. That's home base for them. <laughs> speaking of my house, you guys like that light fixture I had up this weekend? That was real nice. Yeah. Ingenuity and Real nice finest. part. So oh, yeah. Phil's house doesn't have a light or ceiling fan or any lamps in the living room. And we we're hosting. He was hosting a Friendsgiving. Um Happy post Thanksgiving. Wake up from your nap that you got from your turkey, your turkey induced nap. Uh, Philip posted a Friendsgiving. We're watching football and stuff on the TV or whatever last weekend. And pitch black in there. And you have a stage light of some sort. Is that what you turned on? Like some cheapo little plug in stage light that yeah. changes colors and shit. And that yeah. was lighting up the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, we never use that living room clearly. <clears throat> Obviously. Tell. Uh, yeah, so Phil had the ingenuity to get a like lamp. A, a lamp for a Dead. side table, yeah, with no shade on it, and it was hooked. You found a hook on the ceiling, mm-hmm. so you just hooked it upside down. It was hanging upside down, and had just enough cord to get to the plug. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at one lamp. It was a little forty watt light bulb in there, and it lit that bitch up like a Christmas tree. <clears throat> It was really harsh to look at, though. It needed a lampshade. It was. Oof. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> He's had a fucking lamp hanging upside down. For this. It worked. Well, it looked pretty fucking cool, didn't it? No. Yeah, it did. It had, duck- it had painter's tape taping the cord. Oh, to the yeah. I mean, I say that. We tried to tape a black light to our ceiling at the hunting. Yeah. Not we. Not we. Nick, who didn't Nick. even live at the hunting. On a Tuesday. Well, he also fell between the wall and the toilet. That so I have that video, I think. Legendary. Yeah. Okay, so what are we talking about here? What day is it? Friday. So we're going to talk a little bit about KU's most recent hire. Les Miles was hired at KU uh, as their next football coach. And his interview... 
Was this the first press conference he gave? Yeah. <laughs> At KU. His his press conference didn't go was well. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> About like that too. He he definitely Maybe. lost track in that moment bad. And listen, I'm just saying that because I I mean I lose track during my train of thought all the time. It's documented in 50-whatever episodes we've been in. But, ma'am, that's not how you want it to start. Like, I mean, it's hard to fault him for that. I mean, he's... Whatever. It's not really... If you're watching that live, how do you not, like, seek... Like, get medical help for this man? I... Like, those are signs of a stroke. Think about if Coach Snyder did that. What are you giving me? That is a sign of a stroke, how he was doing that. <laughs> what are you giving me that face for? Have you, you you've watched people have a stroke yes, before? Yes, I have. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're just being... I'm just saying... No, thanks. I see... If I wouldn't have known what was going on, if you're sitting there, I'd have been like, this guy's having a fucking stroke. I, like, that's <clears> crazy. <throat> I would feel concerned. You're making this face. I want to know what... I'm just... Well, I'm a laughing at your comment oh, okay well oh, you're fucking being all smirky over there like you got something to say. I, I can't like maybe I mean, he's having a stroke Jeez. so let's back up a little bit trey tell us what you think of the less miles hire it's not a bad hire i mean we don't have any options no one's gonna come to ku that's not that it's a up-and-coming guy no one's gonna come to ku that's like proven so we have to have a guy who's done had success in the past and he still has some juice I'm more concerned about who he hires as coordinators, which hasn't come out yet. So, uh, I mean, what he is can't the expectation? Be, he can't be worse than David Beatty. So the expectation is just Improve. improvement. Yeah, we have to find. He had four years, and he fucking never like gained scholarship players. He gave, he ruined our roster by giving giving gray shirts out and promising a scholarship to players. And now we don't have scholarships, so we can't get scholarships that aren't given to walk-ons. What? <laughs> oh so the so the expectation is improvement mm-hmm. um which it should be which it should be like especially when you're at that level like just improve which is kind of ironic because they i feel like they have improved this year like and they have some guys that are good players like i mean puka is, is for real there's more than just him but there's pieces right the team, I, yeah. i'm just saying like Deneen yeah. and yeah. you know some of the other guys on their team are 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 fine um, I think it'll be interesting to see. Twitter is the worst of every single world ever because you get the most dramatic and irrational responses all the time. But would you consider it a home run hire? I mean, I don't know what the what the interest was in KU from any other option. Like, it's hard to it's hard to grasp that as like. What if so-and-so would have wanted to come? That's a fucking better option. I don't know. The op- odds of, of someone wanting to come to KU are low. So yeah. if he's interested in being here and he's someone who's proved that he can have success at one point or another, then I think it's a good hire. Yeah, I think that as long as expectations are tempered for KU fans and what the goal is for the Les Miles era, then it's probably as good a hire as you could possibly have in the sense that he's a big name now here's where it kind of ties into the interview though right like Les miles is a figure that has been in the spotlight he's always a good headline whatever 
you want him to kill that first press conference, come in there and just lay out all these less one-liners, and it just looked like... it. Honestly, it reminded me a little bit of like what Bruce had when he... Now, Bruce was kind of rushed through the process or whatever. I don't know. Maybe less was, too. But Bruce, I remember we watched his first press conference... And I'm not suggesting that Bruce and Lust are the same thing. But regardless, <laughs> well, like, imagine. I'm saying, like, we watched that. We went to Bramlage to watch it. And after it was over, we're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, that's not good. Like, he is mispronouncing, like, guys' names that are in the rafters and all this other stuff. It's fun to poke fun at Lust's interview. He's obviously going to get better at, or not, I keep saying interview, press conference. He's obviously going to get better than that. Um, does does Les Miles add to any of the strength in recruiting that he has in the Louisiana area? No. That KU has? In, in fact, if there's anybody on the staff that sticks around, it's going to be Tony Hole, I think, because of that. That would probably be wise. I don't know that he recruited Louisiana that hard as a LSU coach. I mean, he probably I'm did just, just I'm just there. I'm just thinking from like a player perspective – like you're growing up and like Les Miles is a coach at LSU, you're in Louisiana. Now you're getting recruited, you're getting heavily recruited by somebody from KU that's got those Louisiana connections. You got Les Miles as the coach now. You already know that name. Probably depends how involved you were because he wasn't overly liked at LSU. I mean, he won a natty, but oh, I mean, he was kind of forced out. Well, he was. He was fired after four games. Right. But I mean, it was like, what I'm saying is there was like two seasons before that where it was like, okay, he's on the hot seat and he'll win some games. And then, okay, he's on the hot seat and he'll win some games. I mean, he was trying to beat Alabama, which no one's having success yeah. in the world of doing. Right. So I, it's and I'm like, like it, you can look at it one of two ways, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I think it's a fine hire, but. He what I what I would view his job if I was a KU fan, what I would want out of this is prove that you can win at KU and make the job more appealing for the next guy because and that's really like I saw a tweet because he's like sixty five age, you know, I, like he's kinda old, but he's not like super old. I Levitt's name has been thrown around for the K State job. He's sixty two, so same type of situation. It's like out of Levitt, I'm not hoping for a coach that stays for 10 years. I'm yeah. hoping for a coach that says someone whose name other than Snyder can win at the program mm-hmm. that can take it from 7 to 10 wins, you yeah. know what I mean, in, in two years and be at that level so then it is a desirable place. Because if it's a flop, if Les Miles is a flop, which how do you classify a, a flop really? Um, yeah. But like what what like what's going to happen? Then you're going to be back in the same type of spin zone and it's just not i don't know i i think that it's probably it's a good hire to get the stadium done it's a good hire to get people excited about the program because i would be excited about the program um from players already are yeah they're already in the news saying it i wouldn't feel very good about being Beatty, but they've already said it in the news that they're excited (laughs) to see what next year's their like personality is going to be and what he's going to bring to the program yeah i bet it'll be i don't know what type of ship Beatty runs but i bet I mean, I bet he will get them juice for games if Beatty was bad at that. Beatty's a real touchy-feely guy. Yeah. He wants you to feel good about being on the team. Neat deal. That's what he say when people would commit. Yeah, I saw that. So, neat deal. He's real touchy-feely. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not sad to see Beatty go. I don't think he was 
good at all. Mike, tell us your thoughts on the whole Les thing. My thoughts. <laughs> Hold on, he's got to think of thoughts real quick. Yeah. I haven't really been thinking. You're about thinking it. you wouldn't have thought that. Um, I don't know. I think I, like you guys are saying, I don't think that. I don't know that his job is necessarily to take Ku to the stratosphere, to the moon, because I don't know if he has that in him, to be honest. But um, he can bring them a step below the basement, maybe, to the main floor, and then competing for. Step below the basement. Or a step the above, floor? maybe. <laughs> step below the basement would be. A so you don't think good. he? You don't think he has any ability to take us to a Big Twelve competitor? No, I don't think so. I just, I just don't think all the stuff that I've heard, and this could be extremely just rumors out of nowhere, is that he's kind of lost his mind a little bit, and that is a little bit. We'll have to see how it goes, but that was a little evident in his press conference where he paused for 30 seconds and said things which I can get but when you've been doing it for he had been a coach he'd co- he had been a ho- head coach at Okie State he'd been a head coach at LSU for I don't know how many years that was but a lot you don't just all of a sudden come up blank at a p- press conference and just not even really finish your thought but I've just heard multiple things where he has kind of, he's almost, I don't want to say like dementia, but <laughs> that same sort of thing. I don't know. I've just heard a lot of stuff, so we'll see. It's also really easy as a K-State fan to like, because the first place I go is like, I hope that he sucks. <laughs> so just I like mean, I hope Snyder stays at K-State for 10 more years. Right, and we definitely don't, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and that brings us to kind of the next point, like, so the thing that KU has, regardless of how less is, is momentum around the program for a couple of reasons. Did you have something you want to say? No, just oh, that. Okay. I was just saying that's what we have is momentum going upwards. We just scored 40 points in Oklahoma. <laughs> right, and we scored zero? Did, seven, 14? Negative. Negative? Yeah, I mean, negative eight points. Negative eight points. Okay, yeah, I didn't watch the game. So <laughs> we scored negative eight <laughs> points against Oklahoma. You have the... I mean, there's work on the scholarships and stuff to do. K-State's in that boat as well. Um, but you have some momentum. You have some buzz around the program. That gets to simmer for a whole offseason. So he lands a couple of recruits, gets some people in there, wins some Kansas kids. You're in a good spot. K-State on the other side is fighting for bowl eligibility, eligibility um, tomorrow against Iowa State. And I feel like, and you guys say something if you feel like it's different, I feel like it's inevitable that Coach leaves after this year. Inevitable? Inevitable. Okay. I feel like it has to be the end. But that makes it worse if he stays. Because, obviously, because then people are like, what are you doing? Like, you're not going to get any better players. You, The players already are not very happy with you. Like, there, there's no benefit that comes from this. Like, there's literally nothing. Like, one more whack at it. Like, do we have the horses to compete for a Big 12 title next year? I don't know how you could say that. Like, I, there, there's probably no indicator. I, I mean, every year brings something different, right? But, like... 
from this point, looking at where we are this year, where it was like, hey, this is a year that we could be third, you know, first to fourth in conference, and we're going to end up ninth or eighth, then there's, you know, that's not very positive. So I don't know. The state of the programs, you know, one's kind of going, one's going up. We'll see how far that up goes. One's going down. We'll see how far it, <laughs> before we level it off. Um, but K-State's got their own own set of issues as far as coaching goes, right? Like coaching jobs are opening up across the country now. Um, even in the Big 12, like uh, Texas Tech has rumored that Cliff's gone. Um, North Carolina's coach is looking at being gone. Uh, both of those types of things, you know, one of the coaches Colorado's that's is gone. Colorado's is gone. Um, one of the coaches that's been a hot name is Seth Latrell. He was even kind of in discussion for KU. I'm surprised they didn't look at him a little bit more, but or maybe they did, and we don't know that. Yeah. Uh, but he was at he was at KU. He was also at North Carolina. Texas Tech fits right into what he's trying to do at North Texas, and he stays in Texas. So there's a lot of competition there. Makes me really nervous on. What type of coach are you gonna go get at, at K State? Like uprising from fans if Coach stays, equal or worse uprising if Sean is named the successor after these types of years. I don't think that there's no way that's even a possibility. But well, anything's possible <laughs> right now. I I don't see that happening, but it could be. But then it's like, what are the layoffs like? Keelman or whatever his name is, Kleiman from North Dakota State, just because of his ties to Gene Taylor. Uh, that would be not great. Craig Bull at Wyoming, who used to be, you know, he's friends with Gene Taylor as well. Obviously, the home run for K-State fans is Brent Venables, and I don't think if anybody disputes that, I would love to have a conversation with you. Um, just check Twitter, right? Yeah, I mean, I saw an account that was like Venables for KSU, and he says, hashtag bring Brent home all the time. So you could go follow him if you wanted to or whatever. But um, does anybody disagree Brent Venables is the home run? I don't disagree, but I don't I don't necessarily agree with the fact that, I don't know, everything in an athletic department is so secretive. We have absolutely no clue what's going on right now. Just saying, like us, we're just a bunch of assholes sitting here talking around a mic. But we have no idea what's actually going on. So I think to narrow the search that say that Gene is just looking at Kleiman or whatever, or we're not getting things in motion, I mean, we have no idea. So does Coach know if things are going in motion? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I know you don't know. I'm asking for your objective <laughs> response. <laughs> I would assume he would have some idea, but like, we talked about, I talked about this with some other people is college athletics is so like lucrative and secretive that there's hardly anybody that knows what's going on behind the scenes and what's going on behind closed doors. So until something actually happens, like we can sit here and speculate all we want, but there's, I mean, that's what we're doing. It's a podcast. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying like, I don't have an, I can't, form an opinion on like who I want the next coach. Cause I have no idea who's even being considered or if coach is even, well, I'm saying like, okay, dream a little bit though. If you could pick one name and you didn't have outside of like, obviously people who aren't leaving like Saban or somebody <laughs> or Dabo, but let's say you had somebody 
Who's it? Who's the guy? Well, it'd probably be Brent. Right. So that's what I'm saying. He's the home run hire. I but think. I I don't know if he's the home run because he doesn't have any head coaching experience, and I don't. That's another thing. I don't know what's going on because there has probably been plenty of opportunities where he could have moved and become a head coach at some other school. When you're the top coordinator for a team that's competing for national championships every single year and you've stayed there for, I mean, he has a sweet deal, but I haven't heard his name come up any other place. So I don't know. There's just so much around every person that I don't know how to fully wrap my mind around what would actually be. Well, here's how I see it. I see Brent as what fans would consider the not no head coaching is a good point because there have been great coordinators that have been horrible head coaches. I would say that Brent Venables, though, is probably what fans would consider the home run hire. After that, you have Seth, which is probably... I know that there's been a lot of talk about like that thing being in motion, but I would say that he's probably a little bit more of an outsider just because he has no real tie. So like, I'm sure he's going to get other job offers, too. But then you have Levitt, who I think would be a safe hire. I think I honestly think my personal opinion is Levitt would be the best hire to follow Coach Snyder if somebody had to. Which is kind of what we were going back to. I think that he's the best person to prove that someone can win at Kansas State whose name is not Snyder. Yeah. But, and I think that if you go down a road like Brent or if you go down a road like Seth, then Les is probably, or uh, Les, uh, he's off the table. Um, Jim is... Jim Levitt is off the table at that point because he's probably like, well, fuck you guys. I'm like fourth in line. You know what I mean? Who knows? And then there's always like Brett Bielma, who I actually, I don't particularly like him all that much, but, um, and I know that he was trash at Arkansas, even though they beat us like a lot, but, um, they beat us a lot. I think that he would be a good hire too because expectations would be low. He would be another one I'd be okay with him following Coach Snyder's deal, but it would be so the other way. Levitt would be a smooth transition, and Bielma would be, I feel like, flip and mentality and all that type of thing. So, who's uh, a who's a home run hire that's not a football coach? Maybe not even affiliated with football at all, like a Elon star. Musk. Could, could be a good pick. Weird, Rob. He said not associated with well, the football master. I, I would take Weird Rob as an answer. Weird Rob would have a double reverse pass every other play. He would be an offense animator. You would never see an offense like Rob. He'd Robert be shooting three-pointers out there. Oh, yeah. He'd be kicking field goals, too. You can assure me that. You can assure me that? What about Eric Stone Street? Mm. <laughs> He's bad luck. He comes to every big game we have, and we always lose. So, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Solely his fault. Sam Brownback, that worked out pretty good. <laughs> like Condoleezza that, like Rice. Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> She's apparently good enough to maybe get an interview with the Browns, so who knows. What's the uh, chick on Modern Family that wears K-State stuff sometimes? Sophia Vergara. Yeah, she could be okay. She wears First K-State female head coach ever in college football, I assume. Would there I, be one? I would I would guess yes. I'd prefer our football team just hired Bill Self. That'd be a pretty good pick. Mm-hmm. So funny that you say something about that. Jack Hartman. We were looking back at his because my dad has a really good story about Jack Hartman that we should uh, tell sometime. But uh, 
he I was looking at like his Wikipedia. He played quarterback at Oklahoma State. He also played basketball at Oklahoma State. He was a basketball coach here for some time. Um, he also coached women's basketball for some time here, like for seven games. It's like Jack of all trades. Jack Hartman Jack. of all trades, <laughs> as they say. So pretty bizarre. Also, Coach Snyder was the Spanish teacher for some little high school in California, I think. And so didn't speak just, Spanish. Yeah, so. <laughs> he spoke like one so, class worth so that, of Spanish. So that proves you can uh, be a football coach and not have a background in it yeah. whatsoever. Pretty much. Is that it? Tiger versus Phil? Sure. That'll be our last segment that we can wrap up. So Tiger versus Phil... Uh, on pay-per-view tonight, today, today, today. So, uh, the moment we've all been waiting for, for the past 20 years, and it's probably not going to be as fun. The part that I am excited about is like their side bets, which the previews are absolutely awesome. If you love golf, like, and looks, gambling, <laughs> and gambling, which why wouldn't you? Yeah. But I want to know what the, uh. The crowd's gonna look like there, you know. Yeah, I want to know if they, if it's just gonna be almost like a free for all, and they can follow them around each hole and like kind of surround them. Why would you stay at another hole though? Like you wouldn't a regular tournament. You wouldn't because there's nobody there. There's nobody there. Yeah. Th- so that's. Uh, I thought that's I saw they weren't like, selling tickets. That can't be right. There's gotta be. That would be just insane. Them and the camera guys. That'd be insane. Well, they didn't really pump it up at all. I mean, as far as like pushing out tickets and stuff like that i haven't seen like buy tickets here or anything like that i don't know if i necessarily see those for golf tournaments though either like even for majors yeah but it's different unless you know you can buy tickets for majors Mm. i there as much as everything's money driven there's no way that you can't buy a ticket to that that's what i would think too but you never know but we're not going so it doesn't matter i guess but not this year yeah the thing though that I didn't know is that it's match play, not stroke play. So it could potentially be over before it's over. It's over hmm. before eighteen holes, which I don't know. That can like happen on stroke play too, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't not know. technically, but kind of. But match play takes so much out because you're pu- you have to play like you have a way different strategy when you would play match play versus stroke play. I feel like, and I think that. It's going to be like a lot like you can the safe thing to do during match plays, just play safe, keep it in where stroke play. You're trying to gain an advantage by gaining strokes on somebody. So I think it's not going to be as exciting. Like you might see Tiger just hit irons off every single tee or something stupid like that. I think they have a little bit more theater in both of them than that. I don't think that they'll keep it. I, I bet that they go all out. Like I, I, I bet they're both risky. I'm and all that type of stuff. I, I can't see them just playing it safe constantly. But they yeah, could. I don't, I don't know. I hope they don't. I hope that they. I guess you could do have, all crazy I shots think, and all. I guess sorts you of could stuff. have the other side on match play because you could hit one out of bounds and it's just one hole, as opposed to you're like, well, I got to take at least two shots to get on the green from here, but. What I'm thinking, though, is that, okay, so Tiger knows that he's lost a hole, or Phil does. Let's say Phil knows that he's lost a hole. 
and he's just like, all right, I'm going to hit this one backwards. If I land it within five feet, you owe me a hundred bucks or something like that. You know, like hundred thousand or something insane like that. Yeah, I don't think hundred bucks. Probably that. <laughs> well, it wasn't a hundred. A hundred bucks. They're playing for nine million dollars. Okay, well, they would whatever. have to have higher stakes than a hundred bucks. Tiger would just take it and wipe his ass. <laughs> yeah, hand it back like, to him. He's like, okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that'll stress me out if it's a hundred thousand dollars per shot. What? Well, well it, I know it's, it's not every them, shot, but it'd yeah. be like ten G's probably. I, yeah. They'd probably put ten grand on it. The number's arbitrary. I'm saying that, <clears throat> like, they would, you know, yeah. have something like that. That'd be fun. Who wins? Um, I'm going to opposite jinx myself and say <clears throat> Phil. I don't have a strong opinion. I'm looking forward to watching it, though. I hope Tiger. Wouldn't it be fun if, like, Rory was <clears throat> in it? it? Or if there was, I mean, there might be other what ones. What was like, up with Rory? There was something in the news about him and Phil, like Phil invited him or something to be there, and he said, nah, no point. <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving with his family. <laughs> He's really looking forward to some ham. <laughs> yeah. Which no one would be, but uh, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I think this could open a lot more. If this is really successful, it could open a lot more things in the future for like one-on-one matches like this in golf. But... I also I saw think it would be a while. It's going to be a while before you have those, right? Like a matchup that's like this. Yeah, I think it would be sweet if you like... had like a if they followed around like Justin Thomas and um like uh not Rory. Fuck, I can't think of any other names right now. Why am I blanking? Ricky? Yeah, Ricky and Jordan Spieth and those guys and they go on like a Caribbean thing. Cuz you know they throw down money on that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be more so entertaining just to see them play, to be hammered and play golf more like a regular person. (laughs) (laughs) Just becoming drunk on TV is the new... I saw something where um, some guys suggested that they just do like a normal golf guy. So they show up, don't warm up, just get in your cart. They get in the same cart and drink a Bloody Mary and just go off and play a round of golf. I saw that. That would be entertaining. That would be funny. But, yeah. I'm looking forward to it either way. I think it would be good. Yeah. Well, anytime you can watch golf in November. Yeah. That would be good. Jealous of the weather, though. Must be. Should we wrap up? Short episode. Is there anything else anybody wants to discuss? I saw uh, the Tiger and Phil thing. They were... Uh, there's an interview with Tiger, and he's like, "How do you get in Phil Mickelson's head? Phil Mickelson's head for this tournament?" He's like, "I've been in Phil Mickelson's head for 31 years." And I was like, <laughs> "If that isn't the most badass fucking response, badass." I watched the little thing they had on the little preview they had on HBO, and it was pretty cool because uh, they just followed him around like Tiger was just like doing a normal round, and like he was talking about like how his strategy would be. He's like, "So on this hole, I would." Uh, like tell say Phil closest to the pin and then he would hit it and he's like, Well, I was off on uh off the green, so he probably would have won that one. And then he's like, Okay, I would give him three to one odds that I make this putt now or something like that. And he they would I think the side bets are gonna be outrageous, which would be fun. There's no way that this is not successful. I don't think so. If if it's pay per view, then they're just mic'd up the whole time, right? Yeah, have, to, have, have to, to be. Yeah, it'd be silly if they weren't. That'd yeah. suck. It's just them. Like, yeah, 
Maybe throw John Daly out there. That'd be fun. <laughs> It'd be, be awesome if they were drinking like throughout the thing. I mean, is it t- awesome. does Tiger drink still? I don't know. I think he's. he's, he's <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I might lay off that. <laughs> Who would be the worst matchup like this to see on pay per view? Zach Who Johnson versus Sergio, Sergio <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Not even close. Or uh, Fat Boy. What's his name? Patrick Reed versus. Oh, Patrick. Patrick versus. Uh, Bryson. Oh, my God. No, worse than that. That's bad. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's bad. Yeah, but Bryson, but allow him to use the stupidest clubs in history and allow and him to do geometry. Yeah, yeah, allow him to do geometry <laughs> on the course. And he has to wear his stupid hat, obviously. <laughs> We talked about this. He looks so normal, yeah, like he, with a regular hat. He could hat easily on. just be a normal guy, and I would not think really twice of him if he just wore a normal hat. Where's those stupid flat, flat <laughs> yeah. back or flat back, <laughs> flat cap, Kangol style hat? So it would be different if he wore that and wore like knickers or something to be like old school golfer. But mm-hmm. he doesn't. He wears normal polos and golf slacks with that stupid hat, <laughs> and he stands straight up when he swings, and all of his clubs are the same way. If Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau had a 1v1 matchup like this on pay-per-view, it would make zero dollars. Yeah, you'd have to pay me to watch it. Yeah. They'd be it like, would make negative dollars. They'd be like, here's a hundred bucks. You have to watch this now. I'd be like, huh? And their side bets would be to like who has to pay for certain pay-per-view viewers. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine. That'd be sweet. And then they call you like, do you want to watch? And you're just like, nah. No, I'm good. You're stuck on this hole until you find somebody? Yeah, I'll go watch paint dry. <laughs> watch the grass grow. Trey brought up an article that we're going back to football here, and um, I didn't hear a whole lot about it, but it, the bullring fiasco, can you guys delve into that at all? The I don't know. Withholding bullrings from players, right? I don't, I don't get that. I so. thought it was stupid it even got brought up because... So the recap of it is... There was a report that former players were not getting bull rings from K State, uh, and the what previous. Year, what years was this? Yeah, it was. It was after the Big Twelve title. Like, not they got those. Um, it was after those years, sometime in, in mixing there. There's a few different years. The first, the one person that was in that article was Sam's. He was the one talking a lot. The rest of them were like anonymous, for whatever that's worth. So. Ethically, not good. Um, Legally, not really nothing. But yeah, I I don't know that there's. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's legally binding or not. It's kind of like bull gifts. Some players never got their bull gifts, but hell, sometimes like I don't know how to take that because being an equipment manager, sometimes they would they would get bull gifts. Some of them would have like a recliner, and it would sit in the visitors' locker room for like a year, months, year, whatever. And a lot of those times of bowl rings, pit players would be like, and as an equipment manager, it was different because we, we didn't get bowl rings. It, we got the Big 12 championship once, luckily, barely, but we didn't get bowl rings. And so it was like, I would kind of like that as a mo- like a memento because I don't have, I don't get like the, a lot of the fame or the pictures or any of the other thing like that. So I need something to hold on to. And a lot of the, a lot of the players felt like, uh, all right, it's boring. Like, okay. And I'm... It, we lost the majority of those bulls anyway. Yeah. So like if you go seven and five and you lose the bowl game by 30, my, 
my whole thing, and Coach sometimes takes this to the extreme, if you mess up and get in his doghouse, you're in his doghouse. So it's not like it was just like he all of a sudden, he picked random players. He's like, I'm not going to give this guy his bull ring. You had to have done something that garnered him holding onto it or withholding from you. And you can come out and say, oh, I didn't do anything. It was just I left, I transferred, and I I never got anything. And I tried all this shit, and I don't know. It's I know from being on the inside that sometimes the way that it was operated was a little different, I guess. Probably not traditional as far as, well, way more traditional as in, like, you screw up, you make it right, and... I'll make it right with you. But I if they didn't get their bull rings, that's fucked up from just a sense that like you're on team, like you should get a bull ring. Like it's part of it. And it does <clears throat> there's players that will say it doesn't mean anything. And I can certainly understand that point, but it's still an indication that you went and someday you might be able to pass it on your kids, you can pass it on your mom, like whatever. On the other end of it, it's <laughs> still a bowl to a I have a hard time believing that a player would request their bowling and the program would say, nope, can't get it. Now, I saw the things like, hey, I'm going to be back in Manhattan. Can I come get my ring or whatever? I saw those those texts or whatever. And I, I don't know enough about that. Like, I would hope that if he went to Veneer, if a former player went to Veneer to get a bowling that he was on the team for, that he would be able to get it. But. It would be more of an issue if it was Big 12 championship rings or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not good either way. And it the person that tweeted it out and that did the article is kind of... I don't know how I feel about him. But I, as long as it was done in good faith, then, yeah, completely fine that the article was there. If it was just to smear coach to try to get him to retire or whatever... Like, I want him to retire just as much or more than the next guy, but to, like, throw shade, which probably isn't his deal. It's not like coach, they don't go to coach's office to get the fucking boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have him in there, and they're like, hey, <laughs> coach, like, can I get my boring? He's like, oh, yeah. He's there's a line like a outside. Diploma. Yeah, he's like, all right, Daniel, come in. Here they you take go. A, they take a picture. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, also, I mean, this is all fine and dandy that it comes out now because it's been a interesting time with coach retiring and all this stuff. But the moral of the story, those bowl games were what three, four years ago. Yeah. So if you had a problem, why is it three or four years ago? You're like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't even realize I didn't get my bowl ring. And now I'm going to have some guy write an article about it. And that's why I think it was misguided, but it's not saying it doesn't happen. It easily could have happened. I'm not condoning any of it but. you shouldn't be withheld stuff that you earned i'm going back to the recliner as a bowl gift i keep getting hung up on that that's like, kind of a crazy bowl gift well, <laughs> well you gotta they, choose they had like a huge room and they brought everything in and you got like a certain amount of points and you could choose whatever you want so you could get things like headphones and a blender let's say i mean sometimes the bowl gifts seem kind of insane yeah, like the cotton bowl is cool. You got like iPads. Right? Yeah, the I was love looking the through the list of the yeah. bowl gifts and stuff like that. Did they just ship those to, to us? Veneer? 
Yeah, and then we have to, to take care manager. of him. What if yeah. you had to stack all that shit in the equipment truck on the way back somehow? Uh, we did we for did. the Cotton Bowl. Cotton no. Ball. All the okay. coaches got bikes, all the TVs, <laughs> sound bars. So we, we take two equipment trucks down to the bowl games. The like Cotton Bowl, which is by far. We went to the Cotton Bowl when I was in school. Cotton Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, and the Alamo Bowl. Cotton Bowl was by far the best. And the players got iPads, like that was their bowl gift. Um, the coaches got TV, like big flat screen TVs, um, soundbar, a Trek bike. Every uh, day they would get a new gift. Yeah, like Tiffany and Company dishware and stuff like that. It was insane. so. How's that gonna get back on the equipment truck? Who's gonna load that? Well, I can tell you what. Like the coach's wife is not gonna go carry all that stuff down to the to the truck that's not how it really works i can see the players getting off the bus when they get back to veneer and they're like holding their fucking bicycle <laughs> yeah. yeah the recliners was the worst because they all showed up on one day mm-hmm. and we had to unload all of them off the truck and find a place to put them until the players could come get their own recliner which all of them were on christmas break because they have the option to fly home like wherever home is from the bowl so if you go to phoenix and you live in new york yeah. you can fly from phoenix to new york instead of flying from phoenix to manhattan to new york yeah so it was that was such a cluster that was the worst part of bowl season by that's far. probably also why i don't have as much sympathy about the bull rings because i mean we Come didn't get, get your goddamn recliner <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh i got this rec- recliner maybe i'll get it like next year but bef- right before the season starts are we bitter? Uh, kind of. Because <laughs> we never got bull gifts either. Really? Nah. That sucks. Which is not par for the course all the time. Meaning? Other schools, equipment managers, and support staff do get bull gifts. And the reason you didn't was because... The school, school didn't, didn't want to pay for it. You're in coach's doghouse? Yeah. yeah. School didn't want to pay for it. Yeah, Here's, I should write an article. Coaches withholding a recliner, a TV. Wait, so talk about the school pays for it? No, no, no. The uh, for support staff, if you wanted like extra or something. Oh, so like you all to the pay players for the extra. Yeah, you yeah. have to pay for the extra, which I was makes like, sense. What the hell? Yeah, no, okay. the bowl only does the players. You want to talk about withholding things though? Get this. So bowl games are always over. Uh, this might be some breaking news on Beer Breath Podcast. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever verbalized this, but Mike can attest because he was there this year as well. So it was the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. We're in uh, Scottsdale or Phoenix, Arizona, some, wherever it is in, you know, somewhere in Arizona. Yeah. Maricopa County. <laughs> so we are um, we are there generally over Christmas break, right? Because you're there for like a week. And this game was played on like the 27th or 26th or whatever. So we're there over Christmas break. So you get per diem when you're there for food and um, some different activities and stuff like that. The school, it's more than just just food. Players get that as well. It's normally to the sum of, you know, a couple hundred dollars, three, four hundred dollars. So we got half of our per diem the day or like before we left or whatever. I think it was like 150 150 or something 150 ish dollars and they said okay well you'll get another installment on christmas they wanted to hold it for christmas like they as a christmas gift because you are you're not there with your family or anything like that so like okay that's fine so on christmas day we had practice in the morning christmas day 
um, the players, what the equipment staff would do at K-State all the time is we would wrap up different gifts for them. So, like, if they got, they would get, like, shirts and stuff. No, this was just the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. I didn't mean that. They would get shirts, like, one a day yeah. or shorts or we something We would like hand that. them a new piece of gear. Everybody. Or a hat or shoes or whatever. Yeah. We'd hand them a new piece of gear. On Christmas, Coach Snyder wanted us to wrap the gifts so they were able to open something on Christmas. Okay, we found about that. Found out about that the day of. The day of, so we're there after practice trying to wrap things for the players to open the gifts. And granted, every single player goes to the bowl game, so that's like 130 players. And after practice, they went straight from there to like the an activity to where it was like bowling and laser tag and all that stuff well we're sitting there wrapping christmas presents for these players instead of getting to go on that activity and they're like yeah okay if you have enough time then you'll get to go there but if not then we'll just go back to the hotel of course there's no time so they go clean up or whatever we're on our own for dinner they have a big team dinner steak dinner or whatever they're up there. Everybody gets a shout out, not the equipment managers, because the equipment, equipment managers are in the back trying to figure out logistically how we're going to get these gifts to the players. So they come get the get the gifts and stuff like that. Remember, we had to write on every single thing whose it was, like a Christmas tag. Like two and it's who, the same shit. Two here, from here. Everybody got the same Everybody shit. got yeah. the same stuff. So, okay, whatever. And, you know, it's it's wrapping stuff, so it's just like a bow. Yeah, we tied ribbon around it. So we did that. We find out that allegedly, I don't I don't know, that John Curry, when asked about the equipment manager's ex- second installment of per diem, said, ah, no, they don't need it. So we did a week on 150 bucks in Scottsdale, Arizona, like one of the most expensive places to live, wrapping Christmas presents on Christmas for other people, which is fine. That's part of the job. Like, whatever. I mean, we never had to do that before necessarily, but like, I get it. It's it's part of the job. Like, you sign up for that. But then we don't even get our second installment of money. I cannot. I kind of forgot about that. So but you haven't gotten that installment. We never. You did. never got yeah. it. We never got it. I smell another article. <laughs> <laughs> Call him. I'm. I'm fuck. I mean, it's not a really smear thing on Coach. I don't think he gives two shits, but. On John Curry, absolutely. I mean, that dude was a dick all the time. And that was just the latest. If that story is true, I should say. It probably is. I would imagine it was, because who would make that up? And $150, that's like 20 bucks a day. You can't eat dinner in Scottsdale for 20 bucks. And we didn't get team meals. I can say that... <laughs> As much as that sucked, it led to one of the most insane nights of all time. Because we were all yeah. really mad. And I, we, we took like, of that 150, we took like 120, 140 of it to the bars that night. Is this the trip you got that gun pulled on you? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Mike's like ready to just not come home after this. Just get lost yeah. in the desert somewhere. Pretty much. I was just like, okay, shoot me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get my other 150 bucks. Take, take my twenty dollars I have left from my per diem. <laughs> no, that was absurd. Yeah, that's where where because stuff like that happened all the time. That's where I almost lose some sympathy. I mean, I know I know it's not right, but it's like, come on. Also, you have to like, so the player that comes back 
and can't find his knee pad, and he's all pissed that he can't find his knee pad, and he says, oh, you guys took it, you guys took it, you guys took my knee pad, I can't find it, how am I going to get to, I'm going to be late to meetings because you guys took my fucking knee pad, we don't take your knee pad, I don't give two shits where your fucking knee pad is, and so we go search in his laundry locker where he's got clothes from the past three weeks, and we're searching through all that, digging it out, there of course is his knee pad, which is covering his bull ring from two years ago, mm-hmm. buried at the bottom of his locker, and it's just like... With a recliner stuck on with top. The, with <laughs> yeah. Re- yeah, he's <laughs> sitting in his re- recliner watching us. Oh, my so, God. I guess, uh, long story short, you should get the things, bull rings. If that article is true, that's very unfortunate. I, I wouldn't, you know, you still earned it regardless, but... Being on the inside, <laughs> it's like, man, I didn't really think that I had those emotions still, but like being on the inside at one point, it is a little bit hard to be sympathetic to some of that. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, we weren't players, so as much as we want to say that we were part of the program, like still didn't put on the jersey on Saturday, so you don't get some of those benefits, but whatever. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Last call? Sure. Go ahead. I'll take a recliner. I could use one in my uh, living room. Probably still Contact stashed any away somewhere. Yeah. Call Nick. Nick has one. I know. I unloaded it. <laughs> Weird. Because he didn't have a place to put it in his uh, Nashville complex. Trey. The whole time Les Miles did his opening, all I wanted to do was uh, hear him cuck Bill Snyder's comment about the biggest turnaround in college football history Ooh, starts here today. Wow. Uh, but he didn't, so I was a little pissed. And we're the only school in the country with two national championships at football and basketball coach, so. Phil. I roll. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I don't even remember what we talked about today. There's so much shit. I'm still tired this, from this eating so This is the first so time we've heard Phil, so. I think. I'm still tired How are you? from eating so much. <laughs> How are your uh, yields? Huh? Have you been uh, Have you been farming, farming over this Thanksgiving break? Mm, yeah, I have actually. Virtually farming? They're not bad. I'm in the process of getting big. Some may say. Start from scratch, baby. Start from scratch. Dude, I already told you the strategy. No, it's a whole different strategy. There's so much shit going on, dude. You can train, buy, train, and sell horses now. We're talking about farming simulator, by the way. Again, so no beehives and no windmills. Damn. Um. I haven't looked, honestly, that far. I haven't seen windmills. I haven't seen beehives. All right. Mike. I know you can ride a motherfucking horse named Smokey, though. Do you name the horse? Oh, yeah. And you went with Smokey? No, I haven't bought a horse yet. Oh. Actually, I did, and I restarted the, my uh, farm because I was just fucking around. Wanted to get the gist of shit, so fucking <laughs> that's how Axel farming was. Yeah. So, I restart, <laughs> unplug, and plug it back in. I didn't save it to the memory card. Kill the memory card wouldn't be a millionaire. Mike, um, guess I'm looking forward to TVP today. I guess probably watching it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably right Later. in the middle of it. And my last call is John Curry owes me 150 bucks. And that's it. We'll be back next week. <laughs> Big time. Follow us well, on will social we be media. Back next week? Yeah, we'll be back. Okay. You'll get it figured out. <laughs> All right. TTYL. <laughs>